I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Psychic Josh Landy is in a different room this week. Um, he's not in his Soho style office. He's got some like shelving behind him. Uh, it's just different, listeners. Where the hell are you, Josh? I am at my in-laws, uh, Boyd, for a couple of weeks while we have building work oh. going on. So this could be uh, where I do the podcast from for, for, I'd say, three weeks. Hopefully not more, with all respect to everyone involved. Hopefully not more. Um but yeah, great to be here, boys. Great mm. to be here. You having a basement gym and swimming pool installed in uh, Landy Towers? Uh, a, a loft uh, conversion. Yeah, no classic. swimming pool, boys. Classic. But you're you're welcome to come round and inspect it if you if you'd like. Yeah, thanks. At some point. Thank you. Yeah, you're I'll be around. very welcome. Around. And we're joined by regular guest, chocolate magnate, in no way reluctant, uh, special chosen guest, Ollie Shorts. Hello, great to be, great to be here as as per usual and it's just wonderful to be here on the back of a very very comfortable 3-0 win on sunday so it makes yeah. it even better yeah were you there ollie did you go did you go to fulham yeah i was there with josh um having just a wonderful time it was you know weather was good yeah pint on the thames 3-0 at half time you couldn't have asked so much more did you go on one of those Thames booze cruises before? Um, no, 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 no. Very uh, just a just a one pint wonder because um, we arrived um, with a bit of time to spare. Nice, nice. It was a star-studded affair as well, wasn't it? Did you see like they had um, Brian Cox was there, Logan Roy from Succession. He was interviewed on Sky before the game. Probably didn't get to see that because you were at the game. Um, his son is an Arsenal fan. You a Succession fan, Ollie? I've been told to watch it. I haven't yeah. got round to watching it with regret. I've heard wonderful things. So it's I brilliant. can't comment too much on okay. celebs that were there. Um, okay. Josh, do, do you watch Succession? No. I do mm, not. Just... You need to get your access. Boy, it's, your, it's, it's your job to be across this stuff. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. And Jack Whitehall was there. Um, did you see Jack? 
his uh, his parents live quite close to Fulham, so I think that's partly why they're almost like uh, regulars there. Um, but anyway, you, Josh, last night, talking of celebrities, you were at the London Football Awards, the annual London Football Awards at London's Roundhouse in Camden, weren't you? How was it? I was there. I remember, when was it that you and I went together, boys? Um, I think it was last year, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Last year? I think Dermot hosted last year, yeah. Yeah, this, so this year, two two friends, Alex Brooker and Roman Kemp, were, were co-presenting. Um, they they were great as a as a double act. They had a uh, a strong evening up on stage. I mean, it was two Arsenal supporting presenters, and unsurprisingly, Arsenal dominated the yeah. awards. Alex, I don't know if he's put it on social media yet, or even if he will. But um, on on his leg, he has an image of. Bukayo Saka and he was talking about the possibility of what a great photo it would be if he were to go over and have Saka pointing at himself on Alex's leg and uh, Kate one of the um, Arsenal comms gurus um, made sure that photo happened and it, it is a great uh, a great oh, iconic photo I of, of Arsenal that. supporters and then I, I think um, Alex Alex told me that there was a funny moment because he knows Ramsdale a little bit. They did a league of their own in the summer together. And yeah. I think Alex said that when Ramsdale was then introducing him to Saka, he introduced him, oh, this is Alex. Not only is he, you know, a top TV presenter, but he goes home and away. And Alex said that meant so much to him to be referred to as a fan who goes home and away. Yeah. Um, and quite right. So, no, terrific evening. Saka won the young player. Ramsdale won goalkeeper. Uh, of the year, Martin Odegaard won Player of the Year, and Arteta won Manager of the Year. And Arteta apparently, um, basically, what I think was going to happen was Goalkeeper of the Year was one of the last awards of the night. It was going to be quite late, and such is Arteta's power. They went, listen, these lads have got to go home. Mm. If you want Ravensdale up on stage accepting his award. Yeah. Then let's move the order. And of course, what Arteta says happened. And uh, Ramsdale went up. He did make a little joke as well, um, which would have looked more in place of a, on a league of their own or in a different setting to uh, um, to Alex, which was was fantastic. And who else what did was he say? Of course, what was the joke? It was something along the lines of, um, I didn't write an acceptance speech because I thought Alex was going to give me a hand. Something along uh, that lines, but Alex uh, okay. gave it the the full the full laugh, and uh, you know right. absolutely went with it. Um, and then who else was there? David Seaman, of course, uh, Alan Smith, Lee Dixon, Bob Wilson, Frank McClintock, lots of Arsenal representation uh, in the room. It was just missing you, frankly, Boyd. The, mm. the whole event wasn't the same without you this year. Yeah, well, I was at the theatre last night actually, um, uh, watching Shirley Valentine. So you know, with Sheridan Smith. So, you know, d- different kind of culture. But, um, yes, next time, maybe next time I'll be back. But I was disappointed by the lack of – if I'd have been there, I would have got out – you know, you'd be selfish galore with, you know, Saka and – no, you just you, – you're much calmer. Josh, Josh you're isn't one of those people. He's not one of those people. No, it's I know. Just, you, you just know that it, yeah. there's only one man that Josh will have a selfie with, and Go that's Arson. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, true. That makes other, sense. Yeah, other than that, I just yeah. you, you just you just you would refuse. You would, yeah, Josh is no a glory I, I, seeker I, like you, me. You want it's a, it's an interesting one. You want the photo, but you're also just wondering about sort of elements of of being 
professional. But uh, yeah, I probably should have done because they were all there. There was such an amazing Arsenal table of, of the, all those award winners and and Edu was there and, and Vinay, um, you know, all the Arsenal hierarchy uh, were there. And I guess so they should. They got to, you know, they should rightfully be acknowledged and be commended on the extraordinary success that they're having at the moment. It's like they weren't tipped off that they were going to win all the awards. <laughs> Well, 100%. Or, that, that ceremony more than any other is based around, I think. I mean, it would have been mad, Who, who is it? accepting the acceptance. It would have been mad if they hadn't have won all those awards. Who the fuck, like, what, Son? Should, did Son won an award, didn't he, for best goal or something, I think? Well, and that was left to the last on the night because he wasn't there to get um, it. I, I, he wasn't there, he wasn't. Were any Tottenham players there, Josh? Not current. Gary Mabbott was, was certainly there. Teddy Sheringham I had a chat with, but... Um, don't think any of the current Tottenham team were you, are at the moment. Were you seated near the Arsenal table? Could you see the Arsenal table fully? Uh, I we I was sat with yeah with Alex and and Roman and a few of their mates on a table right at the very sort of front corner, so mm. right near the stage, mm. but not great for seeing the room. I'd say probably okay. one of the worst tables positioned for the room. Um, so no. Whereas Arsenal rightfully were like in the absolute heart of the room, um, you know in yeah. in. If there were tiers of table, I imagine that was a that was very much the top one. So yeah. it was great, and you know, it's just interesting seeing like the Arsenal players do these kind of acceptance speeches. All you know, three of them and Mikel, and yet they haven't haven't won anything yet, right? There, there is that kind of yeah. You know, uh, we just got to go and see the job. And uh, I don't know. Well, who, we're going gonna... to. Odegaard was kind of alluding to that, that we still yeah. still got a job to do, basically. Well, Odegaard's interesting, isn't he? Because I don't know if, if you, after the game on um, Sunday, was it Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Um, like, pundits were saying, who were the pundits? I can't remember. I think it's Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank and, um, and Jamie Redner. They were saying, not only is Odegaard, of course, Dan Baldwin's favourite player, famously, not only has Odegaard been, you know, is, is the best midfielder in the country at the moment, better than Kevin De Bruyne, they were saying. But he's basically one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world. So Odegaard is now being considered, particularly, it strikes me. And these things, you know, they're waves which you consider who your favourite player or the most best player at the moment is. But Odegaard is definitely being talked of in those terms as being one of the best in the world at the moment, Ollie. Is, that's pretty incredible, isn't it? Well, you look at the stats post-World Cup, you know, compared to De Bruyne, and De Bruyne has gone, you know, completely downhill. Um, I think he's only scored a couple of goals, got a couple of assists. And you look at what Odegaard is doing and the amount of goals um, that he's producing, it's, it is no surprise. But, you know, every single one at Arsenal right now, Saka, Martinelli, double digits on the goal front. You know, it's quite remarkable what what they're doing, especially when you're considering that we've had you know, Jesus and Eddie is our, you know, focal point in attack for um, the majority of the season. They kind of spit it, you know, 12 appearances, 13 appearances or something like that each. You know, they've not got that many goals. So the goals have come elsewhere. So it's it's remarkable, um, you know, what, what Odegaard is, has done and, you know, also the other players as well. So um, it is no surprise that people are saying at the moment, these players, you know, and Odegaard specifically being the captain, they're, they're definitely one of the best players in the world. No, no, no doubt, no doubt. And he was against Fulham. He in, in that first half, he was absolutely. It was like one of his best performances for Arsenal. I think, like some of his some of his passes and um, 
like the vision he's got to find an, an Arsenal player, whether they're you know five yards away or fifty yards away, whatever, it's absolutely incredible. I thought, like, just I was like watching him quite closely. He's, he's he just had a brilliant game, didn't he? No, he was fa- he was brilliant. I, I think you know that first half. You look at the the eleven players for Arsenal. You know, everyone was was fantastic. Um, actually, um, Ramsdale. There was a point where. He tried to gift um, Fulham a goal, yeah. but in, this, in the second half, he made a couple of very good saves. Um, but, you know, everybody is, you know, it was one of those sort of 10 out of 10 first halves. You couldn't have asked for much more tricky away trip to Fulham. You know, they're seventh in the table and they're seventh for a reason. Um, yeah. You can't look at them as a as a newly promoted side. You're a bit plucky and have managed to go and get themselves to the lofty position of seventh. You know, they've been consistently performing well and consistently um you know, making it difficult for for people who come to the cottage. So, you know, I'm sure everybody was thinking that this is a potential banana skin. I mean, your predictions on last podcast was draws all round, I think, something like that. Did we? Which, oh, yeah, I, was it, Josh? Maybe you can tell No, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're um, right. Yeah. You know, which says that, you know, this was the game that we were most worried about leading up to, to our trip to Anfield at the, um, at the beginning of April. So... To have had it wrapped up by half time and in the manner that we did, it could have been four or five was an absolute joy. Um, and then, you know, Jesus coming back, that, that's that's unbelievable. Um, you know, and Trossard, he, he absolutely, Arteta, whatever he did, he convinced everybody, the whole world. <laughs> That we were not starting with <laughs> with Trossard and Jesus was not going to be on the bench, and lo and behold, you know, yeah. the news came out and Trossard was starting, and you know, Jesus was on the bench. I'm sure he had a little smile um, when that all happened. Yeah, that was a very that was a great bit of sleight of hand by him. Yeah, because we I, I was like spent the day before like saying you know who's going to be who, we haven't got any fit strikers who's going to play. It was like it was the strongest kind of squad and bench. For ages, wasn't it, Josh? Um, what was it like at the at, at Fulham? Like, I mean, it's quite. It's it is a it's a very um, civilized place, isn't it, to watch football? Um, what was the atmosphere like? It's incredibly civilized. I, I had the twenty minute walk from Putney Bridge on the way to the game, and uh, made sure I walked along the, the 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 River Thames. It's a it's a lovely way to go to football, and the sun was just starting to uh, creep out. Got some over overpriced oat latte to enjoy the walk and, and take oat, it all in while listening to yeah yeah sure okay. um hopefully with oatly i don't don't really like the alternatives so we was enjoying that listening to the radio just yeah, looking forward to the game and then what can you say fulham stadium is 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 quaint and they've just got their new stand which is about just under half being used at, at the moment as they um you know, slowly introduce, um, slowly introduce it. It's very expensive, by the way, tickets at, at Fulham for the home fans. Obviously, our away tickets are 26 quid, but they do have sort of face value tickets up to about 100 quid now for when they play our, you know, the top teams like like us. Um, but I don't know what more you can say that, that Oli hasn't said. It, there were just moments where it evoked memories of watching the best Arsenal teams of, of my lifetime of, of that 2003, four in, mm. invincible team, the fluidity of the football, the flicks, the tricks, the unity, the faith in each other. It's amazing. And I think if we didn't have all neutrals on our side, 
in this title race than I think we probably do after after games like that because there is so much to admire. Pretty much, you know, an incredibly young team uh, led by a very young manager who had to be given time and didn't get it all right immediately. Um, and there's likable players here, right? We've probably got the most potentially underrated talent in Bukayo Saka for when people need to stop and think that... You know, Harry Kane, of course, has, has been England's star player for a, a while now, and we've relied on him. But Saka is the next best player this country has probably produced, and we everyone around the country is probably slowly coming around to that realization. Um, and there's just a lot. Of, there's a lot to like about this team, and I, yeah, I felt you know incredibly proud. I get more nervous each week about what what if they don't do it in a way mm. the more it becomes real the more i fear oh. of, of them not doing it because you you just think they deserve it so much but it's so enjoyable going to football when you're top of the league there were the first few chants weren't there ollie of and now you're going to believe us and now you're going to believe us we're going to win the league and i've been like dreading almost that fans would start singing that for videos of that being thrown on twitter by tottenham fans in 10 weeks time um, suggesting that, you know, now is not the time to believe we're going to win the league. But it, it shows you where the fans are. And we've got every reason to think we're going to win the league, right? And I put this in the one of the Arsenal WhatsApp groups I'm in, that, you know, probably 2008 was the last time we were really in a title race in the, in this time of year. Of course, we had the Leicester year, where I think maybe psychologically, because it was Leicester, we thought we were closer to to, to ending up in glory than we than we ever did. But we were on the same number of points after 26 games of the 2007-8 season, five clear of Manchester United, exactly identical situation. And that 27th game was was Birmingham, where we'll all remember what happened with Eduardo uh, and the draw at Birmingham and there's just a terrible run of form that we went on and it, and it all fell apart. And I was sort of worrying about history repeating itself, but we couldn't have been any more different. You you Were, were you watching on telly, Boyd? Of course, yeah. Yeah, glorious HD, glorious HD. Yeah, some. I mean, some of the play was there was like twenty three passes, weren't there, leading to um, one of the goals. Um, can't remember which the one. Second goal, the second goal. I, I think. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. interesting because I had um, Martin Keown was was working for uh, Malaysian TV, which meant I, I happened to be in the WhatsApp group for the conversation between <laughs> their production team and they're putting in the clips. I had no idea there were quite so many passes in in that goal, and yet they were all raving about how many. I, I almost hadn't noticed. Yeah. So in my head, the move had started when Saliba found Xhaka from pretty much our goal line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, they they went forward. But we actually look at how long we had the ball for ahead of that. It's, yeah. it's breathtaking. Fulham had, Fulham had such a high press pretty much from the off. So I just remember that there was lots of little passes um, kind of in the corner um, yeah. before Saliba I pretty much had only one option. It was either Ramsdale or... a. A beautiful pass to to Xhaka. Um, but yeah, it, it did seem there was quite a few, ch- you know, not chances, but few moments in the first, you know, half an hour where we did really get pressed and we we had to pass our way out, and and we did it a few times. And I think the same happened when there was the the Xhaka chance. Um, I haven't actually seen a, a replay of that when he was. I don't know what he did. He kind of seemed just take a touch and pass it to to Leno when he could have just started it in the back of the net. But there were plenty of opportunities coming from the back. And mm. I always absolutely shit myself um, 
when they are passing it, I'm convinced there's gonna they're gonna fuck it up somehow. But they are, have so much confidence in their own ability to do these intricate passes. It's just training ground stuff for them, and it is an absolute joy when it when it when it when a goal comes from it, and you and you see it coming from the back, the ball sprayed out wide, and you know Trossard did did really well to pick out Martinelli um, at the back post, although he was. Well, the defending was a little bit suspect um, for the header. Um, it's like he just didn't even need to do anything. I think it was Robinson. Yeah, yeah. He just he was terrible. Uh, he yeah. was. It was. I don't know what he was doing. What he was thinking. He didn't try and put off Martinelli at all. So it was a very simple finish. But the build-up was was wonderful. Yeah, it was. It was liquid football, wasn't it? And you're right. There, there was, and there was that Saliba pass with his wrong foot. I think too was 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 incredible. He had one of his best games. I think. For Arsenal, he just looked, he, he was so kind of um, like just a sophisticated player um, in every way. Absolutely brilliant. But you're right, I get nervous as well in the playing it out. And Ramsdale did literally give the ball, didn't he, to, to, to one of their players at one point, maybe once or twice. Um, he's the one, I think, I mean, he, I love him and everything, but he's the one I feel like is capable of of giving it to the opposition play in those situations when they're passing out from the back and he's done it. He's, but he's got away with it, isn't he? He's completely got away with it. I don't think we have, I, don't, I can't remember one goal. Um, I mean, Man City, the, Man City, their goals came from mistakes, didn't they? By our players kind of over elaborating, get kind of getting a bit nervy, but generally we're incredibly relaxed and we did look unbelievably relaxed against Fulham. Didn't we, Josh? I mean, it was, it was. Do you? It's one of those things. Like they were, they had their best player missing, didn't they? Effectively, that Paulinho, um, and they were pretty terrible um, defensively. And they just, they just kind of, they, we just ran rings around them. But equally, we were fantastic at the same time. Yeah, I think we need to give Arsenal credit. You know, Fulham have had a really good season, and. Ollie's right to point out we, we were expecting, you know, a, a draw. You know, it feels silly sort of looking back on it. Um, and actually, um, you know, if, if truth be told, Fulham probably probably did enough to, you know, at least warrant a goal in the second half and, and perhaps 3 0. Um, you know, felt, you know, slightly uh, more generous than, than, than it did because, you know, they, they did certainly contribute to the game um, in the second half. But yeah, that first 45 minutes was yeah it was was as, as good as we could possibly have imagined i mean couldn't quite believe Xhaka didn't put that in, incredible mo- yeah. move away that would have felt like one of the sort of most memorable arsenal premier league goals of of all time had he had he managed to do so so yeah i mean you're sort of running out of superlatives for this team and what they're managing to do and to to think about how many points we've you know managed to accumulate and the situations we've got ourselves into in in recent times and you know what what we did in the last minute um against Bournemouth and what we did you know in the game um at, at Villa you know and the way we we came back there you know it, it's just sort of slowly building and it feels like we've got our blip out of the way and our blip oh, yeah. was obviously that you know Everton. Uh, Brentford and, and City period, but we, you know, well, we've, the fact it's that we bounced wins, back with five five wins on the spin yeah, is, five wins is, on is the extraordinary. Spin. It's absolutely extraordinary. Um, and you know, it, it seems only a couple of weeks ago, Man United was supposed to be in this title race, and we were, you know, worried about what was going on with them. And here we are now, sixteen points, albeit with a you know played a game more um, ahead of them. But it's just amazing, just to read it almost out. Play twenty seven, one twenty one. Drawn three, lost three, 
you know, winning 21 out of 27, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely mm. amazing. And, you know, ridiculous as it sounds, we're probably three, four weeks away from our Champions League qualification, you know, being secured with seven games to go, uh, which is a, you know, you know, where we were last season, of course, with failing on the final day to have done it with probably six, seven games to go, whatever it will be is, yeah, incredible achievement. Yeah, I'm slightly disturbed that the, 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 the crowd was singing we're going to win the league, but I'm fairly confident we're going to get in the top four, Ollie, and um, uh, make it. Did you miss? Did you miss the uh, match of the day analysis uh, of the game from in, during the during the pundit strike period of the weekend? So, so I've, been, I've watched match of the day probably more this season than I have done in the last ten years. Uh, just because you're that feel good factor of watching Arsenal and, and wanting to watch it again. And my wife said to me, she goes, What you were at the game? Like, why, why do you want to watch it again? And it's just like, mate, every time we had like these memorable wins, I remember it started at Bournemouth at the beginning of the season when we won 3 0, and it's continued from Spurs, Liverpool. You just want to watch it, you want to hear the analysis, you kind of just want to hear, you know, the pundits kind of just pretty much say how unbelievable we are. And and we are unbelievable. And the, the point that you make about singing songs about winning the league, I I just go with I just go with the flow. Enjoy that mm. moment. Yeah. Because we haven't been able to sing that song for what feels like forever. Um, uh, as Josh alluded to, 2007, 2008 was the last time we were in this position. Um and it just feels like even if we don't do it. And there's still, you know, a long, long way to go. You just have to enjoy the moment as it is. Because if we wait and wait and wait till five games to go, four day, four games to go, three games to go, like you, you're just not in, I don't feel like I can enjoy that moment as much as I am right now. If I'm just not being swept along with this talk of a, winning the league and singing songs about winning the league, it just makes it more enjoyable for me because We've not been in this position for so long. So just kind of just enjoy it every single mm. second of it. Every game that goes by, every win, you know, the three three twos and the last minute goals and the three nil victories. It's just wonderful. So in, I, you've got to enjoy it all. I said to Ollie, and I think September time when we were discussing, I can't remember which away game, but wolves. I said there's something special. Okay, so we were probably thinking about that game was in November. We probably had to think about if we were going in early October. Yeah, and I said we just have to go this year. I'm saying there's something too special happening where we just have to go. And you know what? Yes, we don't go like we did when Ollie and I met 15, 17 years ago at, at, at university. Right, we've got responsibilities, families. We, you grow up, you get busier, you get real work. You're a chocolate magnet. Things get in the way of real life. But there was something about this season where we just needed to go. And Boyd, I've been disappointed by your away attendance. And I hereby <laughs> offer you right now a ticket to Anfield to come with oh Ollie and I God. on the 9th of April. Um, you have a lift. You have no reason not to come with us. So I'm telling you, Boyd, this is a special season. And uh, we'll all want to look back on this one and think, yeah, I went Easter to that Sunday. one. I remember that pivotal Easter... moment. Sure, Sunday. Sunday. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But, but Josh is right. And I think that there's this. So, so Johnny, um, who's part of our WhatsApp group that we, we chat about, he said to me, I'm not singing that song. I'm not singing it. Mm. 
I just said to him, you know, you've got to enjoy this moment. It doesn't matter. But I think, just to be fair, though, I, I think there's a difference between enjoying the moment, which I totally, I absolutely 100% agree with you on enjoying the moment, rousing thing, and singing, we're going to win the league. We are top of the league. Let's sing that song. Yes. But EI Idiot, we're going to, we, I, I don't know. That's that's a whole different matter for me. Yeah. I I, I felt kind of hesitant <laughs> when people start saying, I, I do like, we are top of the league. We are top of the league. Yeah. But, yeah, I do. There is an element of only it can only go wrong once you, unless I mean, I look forward to, you know, the pen, penultimate game of the season when we're tuning it up with thirty seconds to go. <laughs> then we can yeah, see, right? Yeah, it's us. interesting. Oh, you believe us? But also, it's interesting that, that that Liverpool game, for example, is is such a crucial game because that's one of the ones where I, I've just written that off, like in my mind, you know, I, I feel like away at Anfield, you know, when they're destroying Man United by seven, you know, you think, well, if we're going to lose a couple of games, we can, we can lose the city game. We can lose the Liverpool game. And, and unless city don't, don't win every single game, which I don't think they will, we could still win this thing. But th- th- to your point, Ollie, about enjoying it. And I, I again, to reiterate, I commit with you, but the problem I have is that the clo- the more, the more this, the longer this goes on and the closer we get, it's gone from, oh my God, we're celebrating the fact that we're competing to win the league, which is the, which none of us expected. And is a brilliant, it's the, one of the greatest seasons in, in our lifetimes, no matter how old or young you are. But we're, we're so cl- we're getting so close now. And there are only 11 games to go. You know, it's like, at what point do we get, at what point are we going to be absolutely devastated if we don't actually manage to pull it off? Can I, I'm going to say right at this moment, if we yeah. don't do it, we will yeah. absolutely be devastated. Yeah. The other the other part of me says that if Manchester City win all remaining 11 games, right, we won't win the league because we will be dropping points. Uh, you mentioned Anfield. I think we got Newcastle away and you look, you know, it, they Manchester City could win 11 games in a row. Um, no doubt about it. Yeah. And I will still, you know, and you have to say hats off if they do it, because we're not going to, we're not going to win, you know, 10 out of 11. Um, so th- there's that aspect of, I'm shitting it. Like, I'm absolutely shitting it. Yeah, I yeah. will be absolutely devastated if we don't, because we, the position that we're in. Um, but then someone also said to me yesterday, Manchester City have never won four in a row this season. They've got won three in a row and they've mm. always lost or drawn that fourth game. They've now just won three in a row. They've got Liverpool to um, to come to the city of Manchester before we play Leeds, I think, next. Um, yeah. You, yeah, they, they, I know we've got Palace, but then it's that Leeds game because they don't have a game this weekend. So, you know, then I'm starting, oh, my God, what, maybe we don't need to win 10 out of 11. Maybe we can afford to win, you know, 9 out of 11 because if they can't, if they can't get any momentum, which they haven't this whole season, mm. um, then we can afford to drop more points um, outside of Anfield and 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 the city of Manchester. But then the the other side of me is like they can easily win eleven out of eleven, no doubt yeah. about it. Well, I mean, even it's interesting because I watched the Man City the Palace game, you know, and Palace are going through this absolutely awful period where they literally haven't had a shot on target have they for like three games or something, which is uh, which is unbelievable. But even then, you know, City were lucky in that game. They they that penalty. They conceded, you know, complete, absolute 
bullshit penalty. No, I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't a foul, but it was a completely pointless foul by whoever did it. He, you know, um, the player was going nowhere, and they were very lucky to, that that that, w- that that happened. And they were looking frustrated, you know, and um, I was like, this could be a nil-nil, you know, because they could have dropped points against the team yeah. that hadn't had a shot on, go- on goal for three games. Josh? Yeah, I think that's what makes Arsenal fans a little bit more confident, right? This isn't the totally dominant Manchester City we have seen in years gone by that have marched, right? Absolutely marched to yeah. like getting a, a hundred points and, and Liverpool have, you know, gone absolutely, uh, you know, n- neck and neck with them, right? It, it just, it just hasn't been right. Like l- last year, Man City, 93 points, right? That's just, mm. you know, what we're, what we're dealing with the totally, you know, dominant, um, and you're right. That foul by Elise. Yeah, but for that, you know, they they weren't. It, you know, that did feel like that was legitimately Elise, heading 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 to a to a, to a draw. Um, I guess Man City fans will will look at the fact that we scraped, you know, against um, Villa um, in the last minutes, and obviously uh, Bournemouth and you know Brentford had held us, and of course they beat us, and they've still got to play us. And I mean. There is an element of like while there's five points, there's a bit less pressure. But as soon as we, if we go, if we're still in the same distance when we get to the Etihad, which we would love to be given the games we've we've got, as soon as they're within one win, wow! I think that the the pressure gets even bigger, yeah. doesn't it? The yeah. pressure gets even bigger. So I think that's why. Look, Arsenal have dipped in the odds right after the weekend. We are now, you know, effectively somewhere in the sort of mid to high 50s of percentage chance to to win the league with you know bookmakers and stat compilers and uh and everything like that so you know there has been a shift towards you know arsenal success but you know it's still not too far off a coin flip um yeah my for talking of betting my friend uh who's a liverpool fan won five thousand pounds on a five pound bet at the weekend how about that yeah with what uh, it's one of those just bet on like you know kind of mo- all the all the games of the day yeah kind of like seven he got seven oh, accumulator wow yeah yeah he got seven he back Bournemouth right. then he, he didn't even he didn't even not even get the scores right he just got the you know the wins and draws and losses right um yeah and incredible and won five thousand pounds anyway with that th- I'm not trying to encourage people to bet obviously it's you know you do you do what you, what you want to do um, but that that did happen um, we'll take a quick break and after the break we'll talk about the two games we've got coming up um, in the next week or so. We'll be back after this. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
And we're back from the break. Um, I thought Joshua I, Sigma, sing, yeah, go on. Yes. Well, I, I did. Did we talk enough about Gabriel Jesus? No, no, we didn't. Well, there's lots of things we haven't talked about. I should do a menu, yes. shouldn't I? Back in the day, back in the glory days. It's not that these are glory. It's, it's not your fault. It's not. Oh, no, he's Josh has got too much things going on. Football awards. I know. Oat yeah. milk lattes down the Thames. You know, yeah. he's got no time yeah. for this. Yeah, it must have been a busy weekend for you as well. Because what with the players, you know, coming out and support Gary Lineker, that that must have been hectic as well. All that going on. It was interesting, uh, wasn't it? But yeah, I'm, I think everyone's pretty glad how that's um, resolved quickly on a on a Monday morning and, and yeah. didn't drag uh, any longer. So. Yeah, it was it was admittedly a, a strange, a very strange weekend for everyone, right? Like you, just watching that match of a day, you know, even in your world, boy, you know, if, if, you know, TV guru like like yourself. I mean, it's you know, it's rare. You oh. know, pe- people talk about match of a day being this staple of you know societies, and it hasn't changed in you know in in decades. And uh, here was a very a very different version. But yeah, I think everyone is is glad that. Um, that situation, oh, at least. Uh, yeah, that match back, of the day. Back, oh, back that whole situation, I just want to say, Ian Wright, Ian Wright was so crucial, wasn't he? Ian, I don't know if you, I've read all the articles about what happened on behind the scenes. He, he coming, him coming out immediately in solidarity with Gat, with, with Gary, and then you know, Micah, your your friend, and all the others that joined in very quickly. That's what turned the whole thing um, in, around, really. And But all those absolute fucking Tory right-wing morons who... Sale matches today, so oh, it's much better than it's ever been with no pundits and comments. I mean, they are the yeah, worst. That is a nonsense. Yeah, that, G- did shit. you see GB News try to do a oh, alternative yeah. match of a day? No, boy, were you watching that in glorious HD? You know what? I, I watched some of it just because someone sent a link. I was like, it was embarrassing, it was absolutely excruciating. One of the worst things that's ever been shown on television. It was yeah. strange. Um, I didn't watch much of match of the day, but it, it was. It was strange watching um, the highlights with with no commentary. Um, it was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, and just hearing the crowd noise. Um, yeah, it was it was a strange one. Um, but it, no, but I think what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, Gabriel Jesus Boyd. I want to yes. talk about yes. Gabriel Jesus. I um, I've got to say, I, I just wow. That's another mm. thing, right? We're sitting here five points clear. Yeah, of 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 the Premier League and the player who everyone said that we would not cope if there was an injury is now back and like should have scored if we're totally honest. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Had a, had yeah. a, a massive opportunity and the unity and the delight in all the other players and the fan base when he did was just absolutely amazing. I was so yeah. happy to to see him back because not only is it November in our heads right but we have played so many games i think it's it's is it 40 how many league games have we played when we went to world cup was it 14 or 12 i can't remember um which means it's you know we've basically had you know well over a dozen premier league games where we've had to sort of cope with him and whether it was eddie and ketia or in more recent weeks you know a combination of trossard or you know martinelli arteta has found a way to keep it up and tremendous credit to them oh, and it's a selection yeah. dilemma now isn't it i mean i know what i don't know what you think will happen on thursday night ollie will, will do you think jesus will play i wouldn't play him personally i think that we've got enough against sporting that you know the uh 
the other players can just step up to the plate and we'll, we'll, we'll get through. I thought we were actually quite good um, last Thursday and that was with six changes or something like five or six changes. Um, so I feel that put them on the bench, maybe give them a bit more than the 10 minutes that you got on the weekend, half an hour or so. Um, and then I, I would just put them straight back into the team. But what I found quite amusing about the whole um, Jesus, um, I guess, loving is he's only played 12 games for us in the league. And it is like the Messiah has returned. Um, and we were doing exceptionally well without him. We do exceptionally well with him. Um, but it's like we, you know, you know, we're welcoming back a, an Arsenal hero who's been with us for three or four seasons, who's bagging in loads of goals left, right and centre. You know, he's he's scored five goals. And, um, you know, it's it's like you know the second coming um, oh, you're, it's, it's a good point it's a good point but what is even weirder is I agree with you to some extent I, I love it I absolutely love him but um, he also had an absolute goal drought didn't he before he got injured he's he still not, got that goal drought still got that it, and that yeah he should have scored on, on, yeah he should have scored Sunday. exactly that was that was classic Jesus that was classic Arsenal Jesus <laughs> but, <laughs> like, but what's what's the, 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 the thing that I think every fan loves about him as a player mm. it's not the goals it's everything else that he brings yeah. to the team. Yeah. And, you know, there was the Chelsea game when we won 1-0 and he was just chasing down everything. He must be an absolute nightmare to play against because you just do, you don't have a second on the ball and he is on you like a little terrier. And it started off, you know, the first game of the season against Palace um, and it just continued and continued and continued. Mm. And even when he wasn't scoring and he was on that cold drought, just his presence um, completely changed um, how we were playing. So it, it is amazing to have him back. And you just think, what what a perfect timing. Still five points clear. And had you said to somebody, you know, post-World Cup, you're going to go, I think, Josh, you said 14 games it's been, maybe 12, 14 games without Jesus, and you're still going to be five points clear? Absolutely would have bitten your hand off for that. But even when he came on, Josh, he 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 was immediately had had an impact, and obviously, you know, it's 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 perfect for him because it's not like he didn't have to frantically try and score a goal or anything. But he he immediately was doing stuff that you know the other the other forwards weren't doing and it ha- having a huge impact and should have scored a goal. So it was it was fantastic to see him, and and it showed even in that cameo, it showed. Why we why he's become such an instant legend at the club? It is incredible, isn't it? I think I think he will. I think he's going to say to Arteta, "Please play me on in, on Thursday." I think he'll want that game for sure. So whether whether Arteta picks him or not, we'll see. But I think he might play. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see him sort of start with an intention to play sort of 55, 60 minutes with a view that he can prove himself fit and ready to go uh, in, the, in the Premier League team. I think that's entirely possible. I'm with you there, mm. Boyd. I guess the, the tie is still in the balance, right? We have to remember that. Yes, we've got a credible 2-2 draw, but, you know, we, it, we, this tie is not over. And Arteta, clearly, by the strength of team he picked for that game away in Lisbon, wants to get through. Um, so I suspect we'll see a sort of fairly strong oh, side yeah. again. Uh, probably quite a similar side. You know, you assume, you know, Turner, Tierney, you know, possibly Tommy Yasu, Kiwi or play, Jorginho. But, you know, ultimately, the, you know, I suspect many of the same names who were involved a week ago in Lisbon will will be involved again. But yeah, it, it was brilliant to see Jesus back. And yeah, just, just to 
think about, you know, he couldn't have asked for any more, right? He's coming back to lead the front line for the, the final 11 games of the season and try and lead us home to a title. What's fantastic about everything with, with Jesus coming back was how our bench just com- it changed yeah. completely, in my opinion, with the options that we have. And if you start Jesus, then Trossard's going to be on the bench. And what an impact he's having as a signing, you know, five assists or something Brilliant. like that in yeah. about five or six games. Um, you know, then you've got Vieira now, who's, you know, he's still a little bit suspect, but he's slowly coming into his own. And Smith Rowe hopefully will come back. And then Eddie will come back. And suddenly, when previous we had, you know, you look at the Newcastle game at the beginning of the year, what options did we have? Absolutely sweet FA. And now, if that game was to repeat itself, we have options off the bench that can come in and change a match. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Trossard's been a, 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 just a revel- incredible, well, what, what I, an incredible signing. Yeah. I, I turned, I think, to um, Ricky Benoli after the third goal went in mm. and just said, I wonder when the last time we had a player do three assists, you know, in a, in a half of football was. Not genuinely thinking that he was the first ever player in Premier League history to get three assists in the first half of an away game. It has been done in a home game, but, you know, wow. There's been 30-odd years of the Premier League, (laughs) an awful awful lot of games, you know, that have have taken place. So to have someone do something that's never been done before in the Premier League is, you know, is is remarkable. And, you know, it's, um, you know, I'm not going to be one of those people that sits here and goes, oh, you know, brilliant, we didn't get Mudrick and, you know, ended up ended up with Trossard because I'm sure Mudrick will turn into a, you know, a huge star and, and be a big player for Chelsea. But, well, just uh, the way it's worked out, we couldn't have asked for any more. Yeah, completely, completely. Um, exciting times. What do we think is going to happen in the Thursday second leg Europa League game, 8 o'clock kickoff at the Emirates? Ollie. I think we will win comfortably, and I'm going to predict 3 0. Ooh, bold. Josh? Yeah, I don't think I share uh, Ollie's uh, optimism to to that extent, but I, I do think Arsenal uh, will get through. But I, I think it it will be a lot closer than that. I think two one and uh, Arsenal to to make it through the next round. What do you was, think, Boyd? Yeah, I was going to say two one. Um, maybe I'll say I'm, I'll go for a tight one nil then, since you I don't like to predict the same result for some stupid reason, um, and then. Palace away, no, Palace at home on Sunday, two o'clock kickoff, not on television. Um, uh, so we'll have to go, quite rightly. Uh, our last game before the tedious international break, uh, I believe, which is really annoying, isn't it? The timing of that is fucking annoying, that is, because you work, you get momentum, you know, and then you have that, that arrives. Anyway, uh, what do you reckon is going to happen in that game, Josh? Well... I mean, we have just had such a poor run, haven't we, uh, against them? As I, as I look back here last yeah. year, we had the, the two-all draw. We had the nil-nil draw the year before. That was a two-all draw. We lost 3-2 the year before that. So we've we've had these, like, run of, of not beating them in, in four successive home Premier League games. So um, I don't know if that constitutes a, a bogey team in the, in the Premier League, but it, it's not far off. Look, they are in this, you know, horrendous 
you know, run of form. And, and they were talking about this on Five Live last night about the danger of a team sort of sleepwalking their way um, mm. into a relegation battle who could never have foreseen it. But, you know, you know, they are just three points, um, you know, off, off the relegation zone. So, I don't know. It's just, you know, look at their points total, right? Like this season, 27. We're on 66 points. And, and that should show you the golfing class between the two teams. And there's nothing I've seen in the last, you know, couple of Arsenal games that made me think we're, we're not going to win this. Um, you know, invariably, um, I don't think we're quite going to sort of breeze every game in the way we did that first 45 minutes at Fulham. But I think 2 0 to Arsenal here. And Ollie? Well, they you mentioned that they haven't had a shot on target. Yeah, for three games. Yeah, I was utterly convinced that they will score <laughs> um, yeah. with their first shot on target against us. Um, but hopefully, we'll be um, three up by then. So I'm going to go for a three-one win. Like it, like it. I'll go for a two-one win as well. Yeah, I think they'll score against us. I think that'll it's it's go- it's going to happen, isn't it? You know, you can't yeah. go you can't go yeah. three games without having a shot. And t- you know, it's just the it's going to be against you, and uh, they'll they'll score with their first attempt. Yeah, I think they may even score first. Yeah, in classic in classic style, but I think we'll be fine. Ollie, thanks so much for joining us. Josh, as ever from your new location. Boyd, always a pleasure. Big plans do you have for Sunday lunchtime? One of the eateries locally. Um, no massive plans. Um, uh, I think I'm going with the, with the great, I think, uh, Dermot's away. And I think the great Tom Smith from the great editors band is coming with his lovely son. So I think it'll be a, a fabulous day. Yes. Um, fantastic. Very well, exciting. Well, hope, hopefully we'll all, we'll all be, uh, celebrating yeah. two more Arsenal wins by the time we're back. Yeah. This and we'll be hopefully eight points clear of Man City. And hopefully we'll be booking some delightful European trip on Friday. Right, yeah, yeah, and that. God, yeah. So it's all happening. It's all happening. Ollie and Josh, thanks so much. And we'll be back next week. See you. Bye. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.